This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. It's the Cindy Adams Show. 77 WABC. There is a new delicious Broadway musical that has just opened. It's called Shucked. It's at the Nederlander Theater. It's fun. It's wholesome. There's no shooting. There's no filth. There's no nudity. There's no drugs, hate, or stabbings. It's about raising corn, and you mustn't miss it. In it, Alex Newell gets a standing ovation every time he opens his mouth. Trust me, go see the show. You'll love it. So, Alex Newell... He's in the delicious new play, Shucked. It's at the Nederlander Theater. He's going to walk away, run away, skip away with the Tony, I'm telling you. He is he is a fall-down, fabulous artist. Where were you born? Uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Well, Salem, Massachusetts, rather. But you don't have anything that sounds Massachusetts-y. I don't. Um, I had an acting mentor that said, you, for, to be an actor, you have to have, like, a blank slate. And um, both of my parents are from Alabama, so if anything, I have a southern dialect that comes out if I get tired. Where were you educated? Um, in Massachusetts. I didn't form, have any formal training um, in college, I actually applied to a lot of schools for a BFA and got rejection letters from a, a majority of them. How did you get rejection letters? Why? I don't know. Um, a, a lot of things, uh, uh, depending with like auditioning and not, you know, most BFA programs have like a template that they all follow. You have your ingenue, you have your leading man, you have your comedic actress, your comedic actor, your dancer, your strong singer. And I guess I just didn't fit into one of those categories. And so I didn't get in. Oh, sweetheart, you don't fit into any category. I mean, <laughs> you are by yourself. We'll get into that. Now, tell me about show business. How did you begin? I, I really got my biggest break on a TV show called The Glee Project, and then an even bigger break after that on the TV show Glee. How'd you get it? Um, I auditioned online years and years and years and years ago, and they turned this online submission into a reality show that I lost. I lost that reality show, and the consolation prize that I got was two episodes on Glee. <laughs> but, Alex, you are so different. You don't belong in any category whatsoever. How is this yeah. they could turn you down for anything? <laughs> well, thank you. I, You know, sometimes it takes a lot for people to get on board to a lot of things sometimes. Well, how did this role in Shut come to you? And then we will discuss the role. How did you, how did you get it? Um, I truly was sitting on my couch eating some chips, and the MD texted me and said, do you want to do this Broadway show that I'm working on, or do you have any interest in being on Broadway in the spring? And I was just like, sure, send it over. I would love to read it. I'm not doing anything. I'm not played to do anything for a while, just resting. And I walked in, and I 
sang the song and for Jack, the director, and Robert, the writer, and Shane and Brandy, the composers. And it was history after that. You mean to say this song that gets a standing ovation in the middle of Act One, I was there opening night, and the whole bloody audience stood up and gave you a standing ovation. You mean that song you sang cold? Yeah. <laughs> well, back then they just it was uh it was it wasn't that big of a song. It was a, a more subdued version of the song. And so what they had then the original version of it was um I'm not gonna say la- less show stoppy, but it wasn't as flashy as it used to be. Oh my now. god, is it flashy. You stopped the show <laughs> cold. The question now is and you have a high class answer and I know cuz I've been with you. Are you a boy? Are you a girl? Are you a they? What the hell are you? You know, I transcend all of that. I've never truly ever subscribed to it. Um, and it was kind of hard starting that way because when I started all those years ago, not, not even that many years ago, 13 years ago with Glee, there was no terminology. There was no um, vocabulary or vernacular for non-binary or genderqueer or gender non-conforming all the way back then. And I truly had to figure it out on my own and be true and steadfast in my own self to figure it out and be comfortable with not wanting to fit into any box or label about it. I don't know how you get away with that because only you can do it. I don't know that. Do you date? Is it guys you date or women you date or what? I mean, what do you I, date? I'm, I've always been particular to a male. Honey, I love a man. I love yeah, me a too, man, a tall man. man. <laughs> <laughs> me too, but I'm not on Broadway. I, I yeah. understand. What is your lifestyle? You go home and what do you do? Do you live alone? Do you go out for, to alone. a bar? And, what do you do? I Sometimes I go to a bar. You can find me at my favorite bar, Glasshouse Tavern, all the time. Um, and I just like to decompress. I love to see my friends. And if I'm not, if I'm like, if I'm a little under in the voice, I go home. I sit, I watch some trashy reality television shows. I like to turn my mind off and just like vegetate in a way and just kind of rest. I, I'm a whole proponent of rest. So in your other plays or your other productions, have you played a female or a male? What do you play? In this um, one, you play. A, a lady, and you break the house down. It's incredible. We stand and give you an ovation. What do? You, what are you in other shows? Uh, you know, most of my roles either are made after me, and they form them around me, and there'll be non-binary or gender non-conforming. Um, or the last one, when I was in Once Was Silent, I played. Uh, her name was Asaka, and she was the goddess of the earth. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. What can I do with that? I don't know what the hell to do with that. <laughs> do you? Did you? Did anything ever happen to you? Do you ever lose your drawers on stage? I was on stage when I was a kid. I lost my slip, and I thought I'd die of. Uh, I was so embarrassed. Did you ever freeze on stage? I've never frozen on stage. I, I, I. You know, as actors, we call it the white room where you forget everything in one moment. <laughs> And you have to grapple at everything. But I've never, I sometimes, there was one time I was in Once Miss Island um, that I had this gorgeous um, uh, ball gown skirt that was made out of tablecloth, like a plastic oil tablecloth. And <laughs> I started my number, and I remember 
doing the blocking and walking down the stairs, and there was this massive telegram pole that was there, and it got hooked onto the skirt, and all I remember was getting stuck and ripping the skirt (laughs) from the hem all the way to the waist. What what did you do? What did you do? I just remember I I never stopped singing. I, like, shimmied out of the skirt. (laughs) And I had, thank goodness, I had leggings on under it. And the last time I saw that skirt, it was going off stage with another cast member. UTIs are the worst. I've been there. One year, I had eight UTIs. If you get UTIs, then you understand how awful the cycle can be. I was taking all the precautions. And cranberry products, they just never worked for me. I was desperate for a way to be proactive. It was hard on me and on my husband. It was tough to see her in pain. And I wanted to help. I'm Jenna. And I'm Spencer. With Spencer's background in biochemistry. And our shared frustration when it came to UTIs, we were inspired to start Eucora. At Eucora, we make innovative urinary tract supplements and UTI relief products. Our effective urinary tract supplements finally give you a way to be proactive. Feel like you've tried everything? We get it. We have a money-back guarantee so you can try risk-free. If you're not happy, you'll get a full refund. We're on a mission to help women get their lives back. Ready to join them? Go to Eucora.com today. Eucora.com. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Alec, you're terrific. Did you ever freeze? Freeze on stage? Did you ever lose your, your, did you ever ad-lib? I, I, there was a time that I lost, I was singing independently on when we did our out of town in Salt Lake and I, I just lost every lyric, every lyric of the song was just out of my brain in one good moment. And I'm like, I like panic and I turned around and I look at, um, one of my cast members and they just start singing and I was like, Oh, praise God. Somebody knows it. Cause I don't right now. What about jealousy? I mean, you run away with the show. You absolutely run away with the show. And you're the thing we all talk about. We know you're going to get the Tony. So what about jealousy backstage? We don't have any. We're, And it's strange because I've worked on many things where jealousy is like the root of it all. And like that is the driving force about a lot of product, the production. And this one, we're, we're such a tight-knit family because we depend so much on each other. Like, yeah. that's the end-all, be-all. We just, like, comedy is really hard. It is so hard. And, like, if a line isn't served to you correctly, the joke doesn't land sometimes. So I think we all have to trust each other in that sense. And we all just genuinely like each other, which I can tell you never actually happens. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Okay, this show just opened. It's going to be a hit. It is a hit. People want to get in and see it. You are going to win the Tony, even though I shouldn't be saying that, but that's the truth. So what are you going to do next? Because now you're hot as hell. So what are you going to do next? Uh, you know, I'm working on making a grand return back to TV. I would love to be back there for a little bit. And my my dream role is still Effie and Dreamgirls. So 
I'm always gunning for that and then manifesting and always screaming to the rooftop that I want to play Effie and Dreamgirls. What about the wardrobe? Mine? Well, uh, Effie, yeah, yeah. Do they make something special for you? No, I'm, I'm always just, they strap me in a corset and pat me on the behind and say, go get him, kid. Do you wear a wig because you had long hair when I saw you in person? Oh, I always have long hair. I love my long hair. You also have a large, gorgeous figure, honey. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, really. What happened when you first did the song? Don't tell me this song was a was a winner when you first did it. I wouldn't imagine no. it would be a winner. It, it it wasn't. It when I say it wasn't flashy at the beginning, it wasn't flashy. It was one of those good storyteller songs. Like it told us who this character was. It told us who this person was, and what this what she needed out of life. And you know, in Salt Lake, when we did it out of town, like there was a great response to it, but it wasn't ending in a big, flashy way. And that was like the biggest takeaway about that. And so when we came back to New York, me and the orchestrator and music director, Jason Howland, we sat there for a couple minutes and a couple days and just tried to figure out how to make it even more flashy, how to make it bigger, how to make it better, because we would sit there in Salt Lake, and people would want to stand up, but we didn't give them that opportunity to stand up. And so when we came to New York, we said we have to give the people the, the chance to clap and do what they want to do naturally. Well, so it was your creation. I understand that. I understand. <laughs> okay, do you date, and what do you date? Um, you know, I date. Um, I date a lot. <laughs> Dating in New York City is always awful. But um, <laughs> um, I, I'm always constantly on a date, um, and I always have a prerequisite that you have to be taller than me because I love my high heels. Oh, for God's sakes, you're still wearing <laughs> high heels. Oh, for pizza. Yes. Oh, I'm got, listen, I think you're absolutely wonderful. I adored you. I have never seen an opening night audience rise to their feet the way they did. You were terrific. Drop dead great. That's what you are, Alex. Thank and I'm your friend. You, and I'm your fan. You, and I love you. Love you. Thank you so much. Thanks, sweetheart. Thanks for coming on, darling. I love you. No worries. Anytime. Okay, hon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. It's the Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com